Good day, everybody. This is Peretz B. Eichler, a.k.a. The Reb. Thanks for joining us today. J-Root, the station that listens to you, issues that affect each and every one of us. And whether we are in Brooklyn or whether we are in Manchester or whether we are in Australia or the streets of Yerushalayim, Irakoidish, the West Coast, the East Coast of these great United States of America, North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, Antarctica, wherever we might find ourselves as a human species, each of us is seeking to reach our potential. Nobody wants to stay where they are. If they do, they're just, they're just drifting, going through life without a sense of, of meaning, purpose, and value. Who wants to do that? I guess there are people who do that, but we... We are tuned into ourselves, and we are tuned into the idea that we want to make ourselves better because, after all, as one philosopher once said, a life unexamined isn't really worth living. If you're not thinking about why you're here and what you're, you're able to accomplish, what, what do you have in your life? You know, another couple of bucks, another vacation home, another car, then what, then what, then what, then what? It's got to be more. As a famous playwright once said, more, more when you're talking about just accumulating material things, there is no more. So you'll have another car, you'll have another house, another okay, that's great. You want it, you want it, you got it. Then you eat something, then you ate the steak, it was good, now what? I'm merely saying there's more to our lives than just chasing after things. There's meaning, there's value and purpose. And everybody really deeply inside is longing for that. It's one of the things and the thrust of really what we talk about here, which is growing for greatness, not just being mediocre, not just staying where you are. You'll take a look at a ladder, it makes you realize I've gotta go higher. I, I can grow I can go higher. I can grow higher. I have to. I can and with Hashem's help I will and I must. With Hashem's help, a person can do it, you will do it, and you gotta do it. Because that's the only way you're going to um to make your life filled with meaning and there is really no other alternative because life is beautiful. Life is great. Life is grand. It's something which is given to us. We have to relish every every moment of it. Parents, B.A.K. the Reb, I don't claim to know everything, but you can talk to me about everything. I have not gotten back to um, all those wonderful listeners who did answer the questions and requested the All for the Boss uh, DVD or, or CD, whichever one we're going to get out first. We just had some technical difficulties. Just please be patient. And when we get it done, you are really, literally on the top of the list. What's real power? Well, you know, Dr. Dave Lieberman had a book called, uh, I can't think <laughs> can't think of what the name of the book was, but I think it was Real Power. But it had to do with the idea of power over oneself being real power, a theme that many contemporary psychologists, thinkers, you don't have to be a psychologist to be a thinker, and you don't have to be a thinker to be a psychologist, but you got to be thinking to uh, to make yourself better and power over yourself, that's real power. You see it in the Parsha of Vayechi, where it says, Yehuda is a lion's whelp from the prey, my son, you have gone up. B'nai Elisa. Rashi comments that Yehuda elevated himself by two actions. What were those two actions? One, as Rabbi Zelik Pliskin so artfully points out, once he stopped his brothers from killing Yosef, that, that was one step. And two, he publicly humiliated him himself. He embarrassed himself to save the life of Tamar. Rabbi Yurukum Lavavid cited the Kizari that the righteous person is one who rules over himself and all his impulses. You, that's right, you, when you rule over your impulses, that makes you a tzaddik or a tzaddikus. 
because you're ruling over yourself and your impulses. Not an easy thing to do. We see it, right? Every day in our lives with people that are pulled and pushed or drawn to or distracted by those impulses which just draw them away from those things which can make him or her really truly great and achieve the things that that you want to. And that person is really worthy of being a ruler. That's right. You're worthy of being a king or a queen in a very real way. You are worthy of being somebody who can dominate, if you want to look at it, though we don't look to dominate people, but in terms of being a ruler, somebody who's a monarch, you actually have achieved a certain level of monarchy because you're going to rule over those people with the same righteousness that you rule over yourself. That is true kingship. That, said Yeruchim, Reb Yeruchim, is the reason Yehuda merited being the Shevet, the tribe of the future kings of Israel. So if you ever wondered, what was it that entitled, that gave the merit to Yehuda to be the the tribe that would be the forebearer of the future kings of Israel? This is it. In saving Yosef at Tzaddik, he ruled over himself not to be influenced by the behavior of others. You want to know what it means to be tough? When they say, you know, you've got to be a tough Jew or you've got to toughen up. This is what it means, that you can rule over yourself. Not that you push other people around, but you, you push yourself into a situation where you can say, I've got to do it. With Hashem's self, I can do it. I will do it. I must do it. i got to make myself the master over my own behavior. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Or maybe it sounds complicated. Well, how can I do that? I can't control it. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm a, I, I, I got to do this. I have a tithe to do this. Control it. Control it. Yehuda was so confident, so confident in, in this concept that his brothers listened to him. That's the power. That is the kayak of ruling over oneself. That person can be a ruler because of his or her, her own inner strength and not merely because other people happened to choose him and put him in that position of leadership. And in a similar fashion, when that person will willingly, as Yehuda did, cause caused himself public embarrassment, you can imagine how much, how much self-discipline it took. Now, nobody want, wants to walk into a situation to be embarrassed. Nobody wants to volunteer to be embarrassed. But when he, he caused himself that public embarrassment because he knew it was the right thing to do, he knew that he had to do it to save somebody's life at his, at his own disparagement. We can only begin to think about how much self-discipline that took. And this ability to rule himself, that is what made him a true king. That in Das Torah. Now, you think that thought is something which can make sense in your own life? You can reach me at 718-683-5858 or on my talk line, the listen line is open to you at 848-221-4605. I'll leave me your thought or comment or reach me at eichlermedia at gmail.com. What about true peace of mind? We're all after peace of mind. Everybody is so harried by so, by so many different things that go on in your own life, things that are pulling you and, and causing you difficulty, right? We, we all know that, and everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through things which are tough and difficult. 
when we cry out, we talk to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and realize that he's the only one that can, can save us and bail us out, we become comforted. We become more relaxed in realizing, not that you take a, uh, a narcotized laid-back, out-of-it-I-don't-care attitude. No, you do care very much. But you don't take narcotics or substances to pull you out of it. You use your own power of tefillah, of thought, of a munah batokhan and a kaddish barakal. True peace of mind comes from being able to maintain that peace of mind under all circumstances. Now, my good friend Rabbi Zelig Pliskin points this out in Growth Through Torah. And it's remarkable because I want you to think about this. Take a deep breath. I want you to just relax, okay? Whatever you're going through, I know it's difficult. We all go through it, and I repeat this many, many times. And I could only relate this to you if I could relate to it in and of myself with things which I've been through or going through. Everybody, everybody has challenges. Last week, I was up in Mount Sinai Hospital visiting a relative. We wanted to make a Hanukkah party for this person. And uh, in the course of conversation, we decided, you know, why just do it with him? He'll enjoy it, but why not share it with some of the other patients? And the question around arose, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get everybody up? Not everybody's mobile, yada, yada. You know what? Let's try. And we were able to get a group of people that were going through really, really a very difficult part in their life. Patients that were getting chemotherapy. It was very hard to watch. Imagine how hard it is for them to undergo it. You should never have to go through it. But they came in, and there was a wonderful group called 24-7 Shmechel, a group of uh, young Hasidic fellows from, from New Square, came in and played music. I told some stories and, and jokes. And together we, we tried to uplift everybody's spirits. But you can imagine the challenge of what somebody in that situation is going through. But to put a little laughter in their hearts and some encouragement to give them peace of mind. Now, we all go through these challenges, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's in business, relationships with your your spouse, your children. You can't live your kids' lives for them. You can only try and make it as good for them as possible. But you have to realize, under all circumstances, if we look at what happened here about Yisachar, what Yaakov said, and he saw that rest was good in the land, it was pleasant. And he bowed his shoulders to bear. Rabbi Yerukim Levavitz points out, the Torah was given to Klal Yisrael at Har Sinai, where? In the Midbar, in the wilderness. To acquire Torah, a person has to be in a calm state, not a frenzy. A person needs peace of mind, Yeshuva Das, without any disturbances. So the Torah, therefore, therefore, if you would think about it, perhaps, maybe it would have been better if it would be given to us in Eretz Israel. You might think that, right? But Akadosh Baruch Hu knew that that was not the ideal situation. I mean, you could say everybody had a home, everybody was in their own land, and we were settled in a peaceful environment. Why not give the Torah there? You could ask that. So why was the Torah given in a wilderness, a place that was void, empty, of all physical comforts. So just as the Torah itself contains instructions for living, so too the manner in which the Torah was given serves as a very important, a crucial, vital lesson for each of us because it teaches us 
how we can make ourselves fit for the acceptance of Torah. We have to make ourselves vessels that are fitting. Because Torah study, to really be accomplished, the person needs peace of mind. Now, you may have been in yeshiva and hear you know, people tumbling and you go in and there's a, a cold Torah and how does that look peaceful? Well, you just ask anybody who's going through the sugi. They, they are thoroughly involved in what they are talking about, what they're arguing about. What everybody else is doing, that's their tumult. That's true. But there's no greater peace of mind than that, ironically. So you really need peace of mind. Even when, even when there's a, a, a tumultuous roar around you, you need that peace of mind. Like a general in the midst of battle. He could be like in the middle of a, a tumultuous bank, a tank battle, but it's like he's sitting in his own living room in his armchair, thinking about what he should do, contemplating by the fireplace, you know, smoking a pipe or having a glass of warm tea. Does that sound, that sounds a little far out to you? Think about it. Your mind belongs to you. You can control your thoughts. A Kaddish Baruch taught us the true definition of peace of mind by giving the Torah in the Midbar. People who do not have a proper understanding of character traits, they mistakenly think that the way to have peace of mind is for a person to have physical comfort. I'll just be lying back on the beach, just chill. But the re- reality is, Mom, is just the opposite. Peace of mind that is dependent on physical comforts and meeting all of one's needs is the source of confusion. You think about that. A person who becomes used to having peace of mind only when nothing is missing is like, everything is in order, I got that drink in my hand, I'm under the palm tree, I'm on the beach. Okay, I'm not saying it's not nice. Yes, it is very conducive to good thoughts. But if it's missing, what are you going to do? You're going to be broken by any unusual circumstance? Ah, that's it. No. A person who seeks peace of mind by having only physical comforts that's similar to a person who throws oil on a fire to extinguish it. It only makes it worse. Or a person who drinks salt water to quench his thirst. Oh, I'm thirsty. There's salt water. I'll drink it. No, you're not going to be quenched. You're going to be thirstier. For a moment, it appears to him that he's putting out the fire or quenching the thirst. But immediately, you're going to see that the fire is burning with more energy and the thirst is even stronger than before. You didn't quench it. You made it worse. That's exactly what happens to the person who tries to find peace of mind only through physical comforts. When that person is able to have peace of mind, even though they're missing comforts and pleasures, then, my friends, you've acquired real peace of mind necessary for accepting the Torah. Now, here's the question. How can we achieve that peace of mind? The way, said Rabbi Rukum Levavitz, is to be aware of your ultimate goals in life. And this gets back and to everything that we talk about here having goals, and trying to reach them. Set your goals high. It's a little bit of a paradox. High goals, not unreachable. High goals that are also realistic. But don't kid yourself. You reach for the stars, you'll, you'll hit the moon. But you've got to reach high. Okay, you take it one step at a time. But be aware that you have to have goals and the ultimate goals in your life. When you're aware of what life is really about, and you keep your focus on this, I'm here to achieve to be besimcha with what a Kaddish Baruch has given me, to serve Hashem through Torah and Mitzvahs, to make my life filled with meaning, value, and purpose. I can't wait to get up in the morning. I love every moment of my life, no matter what the challenges are. You're constantly in one situation. You're traveling towards your goal, traveling toward reaching that fulfillment. Not that happiness is some distant, foreign city. 
It's a state of mind, the Rabbi Palm says. And when you internalize this awareness, you'll never, leave, you'll never be overly disturbed. You'll never be broken. What's the reason most people are broken? It's because they live in a different life situation and feel stressed because of the changes. They can't handle the stress, the coping. But when a person experiences one stressful situation after another, they just keep adding up and adding up and adding up and overwhelming. And you know, life is kind of like that. It can be overwhelming. Don't be overwhelmed. Come on. Calm down. Relax. Think about it. And if you feel that way, I want you to reach out to me on my, my talk line, 848-221-4605, or drop me a note at eichlermedia at com. We'll talk it through. We'll write it through. We'll walk it through. And you have great people that are there for you to talk things through, like Ramorakai Weinberger, wonderful at being able to help you walk through and talk through what's going on in your mind. It's so important to find that right person who can listen to you, that you can talk to, and help you evaluate where you're holding. Sometimes it's a coach, sometimes it's a therapist, sometimes it's a rabbi, sometimes it's a friend, sometimes it's all of them. But when you feel yourself being overwhelmed, look at your life as something which is focused on, what's my ultimate goal? What can I do to to use this experience to elevate me? And let me feel less stressed. Ask Kaddish Baruch Hashem, please help me to, to not just get through this, but to utilize it to make me better, to make me, make me more aware of what my purpose is and to serve you better. Help me to be calm. Help me to look at it in a way that I know that you're going to get me through it, whatever it is. Help me not to panic. Help me not to be stressed. Help me, Akadosh Baruch Help me because I want to serve you. You know, soldiers are, per, are prepared for battle, obviously, right? They're trained, and they go through that training with rigor and with routine. A prerequisite, a sine qua non for this, is for them to have peace of mind, even though all around them is chaos and their lives are in danger. Now, the training exercises for this, according to Rabbi Rucham, now, Rucham was not a military commander, though for us, we look at him as though he were the, the chief of the military in his door, right? The military that that we know is the army of Klal Yisrael, not going out with guns and cannons and, uh, and rockets, but with Torah and mitzvahs and Midois Toivos and Yerushimayim and Avos Hashem. So these soldiers, what do they do? It doesn't include having all their physical needs met. As you know, they're probably sleep-deprived in many ways. They're not given the most comfortable quarters, nor the best foods. It's for care, punk for care, just the opposite. The main exercises, and these are exercises, are for them to be able to cope with situations when all the comforts of home are missing. How do they deal with it then? They're not allowed to, uh, to succumb to it. They're taught not to allow even the most difficult circumstances to disturb them. Don't let it bother you. There's only one goal in their training, to fight with everything they've got like a hero for the homeland and defeat the enemy. And that's universal to every army. Unfortunately, it means the bad guys as well. But ultimately, because their goal is futile, they're going to they're going to they're going to die out. But why do you think some of them? Why do you think some of them are the way they are? Because they believe in their goal, even though it's it's distorted. Kal or the more so when you've got a goal that is right, that is l'shem shemayim. And I'm not talking about some broad, lofty, universal goal. I'm talking about you. You want to just do something that's going to make you 
feel accomplished and fulfilled. You've got a job to do. Um, you've got an errand to run. You've got a sick person to take care of. You've got a spouse that you have an issue with. You've got a kid that's got a problem. Your goal, your goal, and this is not mission impossible. This is mission possible. The only goal that we have in our training is to fight like a hero for your own peace of mind and defeat the enemy. When you don't have all the comforts around you, when you don't have every single thing that you feel uh, that you, 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 you possibly have in those comforts, you become conditioned to having the necessary peace of mind, even though the situation is very difficult. Now, that comes to anything, and it comes to studying Torah as well. Meaning, like this, when, when you go through deprivation and hardship, it's not easy, to put it mildly, right? But you can use it to elevate yourself. And, and, and Davin, that it's going to pass. When you reach the proper level of training, Nothing, nothing is going to be able to take away that serenity. Nothing is going to take it away. Hashem, give me peace of mind. Allow me to serve you. Hashem, allow me to have the Yeshuvah Das, to be able to be everything I can be, to be what you want me to be, to be what you expect me to be. Because, again, echoing the words of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, Hashem, help me to be everything I could be, everything you expect me to be. Because what you want from me, Hashem, I also want. Rabbi Yisrael Salantra says, that tefill is always answered. Now, in reference to Yisachar, the Torah states, he saw that rest was good. Yisachar is the tribe that was devoted to Torah study. He knew that rest and peace of mind were necessary to master the Torah. So what did he do? He bowed his shoulder to bear. By training himself to bear any difficulties, he was able to reach the highest levels of peace of mind in all situations. You know, there's a mistake that so many people in the world make and this is according to Rabbi Rucham Levavitz. But it is exactly this that creates so much stress and tension in people's lives. You know, there are a lot of people who get married and on their wedding day, one little thing goes wrong. Oh, what happened? Oh, what am I going to do? The smallest detail goes wrong. Oh, it upsets the apple cart. Hey, take it easy. You'll get through it. People become so agitated, they don't even know which world they're in. What's the expression people use? They say that when somebody gets married... They're entering a new life. And this way of looking at things is only because they consider every new situation as a change in their life itself. So they therefore consider being single and being married as different lives. That's not the reality. That is not the reality. There is really only one real-life situation. And that is the journey towards one's ultimate purpose in life. Fortunate is the person who sees before him or her only the main goal. Keep your eye on the goal. When a person reaches this level, no occurrence will be able to shake him. That person, he or she, is directed towards his or her singular goal, and one will always find themselves in a state of tranquility. That's according to Das Torah in Paratius. A state of tranquility. tranquility. You don't have to go to some foreign land or a you know, go down to some exotic beach. The state that you need is your state of mind. And this is Peretz B, a.k.a. the Reb, licensed by the state of awareness, based the Shem to live life to its fullness. All right, I hope you enjoyed this portion of the broadcast. Stay tuned for more great things on JRoot. You can reach me at Eichler Media, E-I-C-H-L-E-R, at uh, gmail.com or my listen line, 848 to talk about anything that you heard today. 
Remember, in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now, go and learn.